0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
1: All right, so the Lombardi Line takes about 13 seconds for the intro. What else can happen in 13 seconds? Not much. We welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, by the time Matt says "Malpractice," right, re- ready to go? Malpractice. T- Malpractice
2: seconds. can happen in thir- three, 13 seconds. Let me ask you this question, Patrick. Welcome, happy Monday. Yes, what Lombardi a line here on uh, VSN
1: uh, Esports Betting Network.
2: What's up? I'm sure you tuned in to uh, what was it, NCS Hawaii after the game. I mean, I'm sure everybody did. But <laughs> the question I wanted to ask you is. If they would have flown Bill Parcells in from his home in Jupiter and put him on the sidelines of the Bills with 13 seconds left to go in the game, they probably would have won the game. Big Tuna? They would have won the game. Big Tuna makes well, a difference one, there? He's, well, he's a game – he understands the situation of football. I mean, 13 seconds to not kick the ball in play is a crime. Because remember, as we talk about on this show all the time – the, the clock is insignificant. It's how many plays are left in the game. And when you can eliminate a play without it being in, in, in Patrick Mahomes' hands, go ahead and do it. Seems like a pretty good idea. And then you just allow receivers to just casually jog off the line. I mean, I mean literally, it was like they thought Dominic Anthony Lombardi was over there playing tight end. They're just going to let him run up the field. I mean, we do that in the basement with him. I mean, like, seriously, that was Kelsey. They just let him run up the field. Nobody touched him. Nobody bothered him. Oh, now we have a 49-yard field goal. Like, I I don't know if they could do that. I mean, it was like they did it against air, basically. So, just so things – there's so
1: much at stake yesterday, so much on the line – Matt and I came up with an idea last night so we don't get lost in the sauce and in game during the game live you were tweeting M Lombardi NFL so hmm. what we did was we pulled a string of tweets from last night from Michael Lombardi to aid us on the conversation so we get your real time okay. reaction so let's go ahead and throw up the first one this is a tremendous job 13 seconds means three plays at the most and one would have to be a field goal attempt so if you squib kick and make them field the ball and play you boil the game down to one throw, yet no one does this, and it baffles me. The Bucks didn't either. That's M. Lombardi during the game yesterday. Let's jump there, and we'll continue the conversation.
2: I don't understand it, Patrick. It's it just is. The Bucks had a chance. Forty five seconds left to go in the game. You know, they tied the game up somehow with a miracle. I don't know how they did it. I still don't know how they did it. You don't, you know, nobody really does. When you fumble and do all the things they did in in the fourth, in the second half, it's a miracle you're in the game. They tied it up. Bruce Arians doesn't even, he kicks it through the end zone, doesn't give, gives him another play. The Rams have one timeout left. They get sacked on the first play. He has to burn that timeout. And then, and then they allow Cooper Cup to gain 64 yards on the next two plays. Cooper Cup. Like Cooper Cup, if I go downstairs here and go across the street to Yanni's and say, who's the best player on the Rams? Everybody probably within that restaurant would say Cooper Cup. Why didn't the Bucs know that? Why wouldn't they have said that? Like, it's baffling. You don't kick it in play. You don't take away Cup. He gets 64 yards on the final drive of the game, and you go home a loser. That's bad situational football.
1: There you see it, 30-27 win for the Rams. This was, I mean, just fascinating. They led 20-3 to at the half, but, you know, Michael, it could have been worse without the Cam Akers fumble. And then they go up 27-3, to reminiscent of years back, I guess. And you were a part of that mm-hmm. close to it, right? Um, but, again, I don't know how. What
2: was the coverage? And were they blitzing? Was Bulls blitzing in that spot? A blitzed. that was zero coverage. So according to Arians, they had miscommunications. But here's where I think we're letting these guys off the hook. Let's take let's let's pretend this is basketball. OK, and there's 13 seconds left to go in a, in a college basketball game. And, you know, we got, you know, Bruce Pearl against John Calipari. What, what do you always see? The camera shoots to the bench. We see the head coach walk off the bench. He's got two assistants around him. They have a conversation. And then he goes into the huddle and he tells him how they want to play the final minutes. In the NFL, we don't do that. We let the, we let the, we let the head coach stand there. We let the offensive coordinator or defense coordinator, he's on his own. I mean, once you scored, once Fournette scored, to me, it then becomes Bruce Arian's job to go over to his special teams coach and say, look, there's 45 seconds left to go in this game. They only have one timeout. The most we got to defend is six. Now, here I'm going to give you a little nugget. Gay missed a 47-yarder earlier in the game. So we know his range, because it fell short, we know his range is 46 and in. So let's make sure we set that marker that they can't get to the 46-yard and in line. And let's make sure we double cup and let's make darn sure that we don't give up a big play. Let's, get, let's eliminate one of those six plays by putting the ball in. So what happens? They kick it out of bounds. They have the ball. They call timeout. And then they blow the call on the second down call. They get 19 yards because the guy slips. Cup gets out of bounds. Cups gets out of bounds. And then the next play, they run zero blitz. Not everybody comes. Not everybody gets the call. And the game's over. And Arians walks off the field and says, well, we just had a communication problem. But But if he was in basketball, he wouldn't have had that communication problem because the head coach in basketball is a head coach. This is the perfect example of what I've talked about for years. The head coach in basketball coaches offense and defense. The head coach in football watches the game. He doesn't. So then after the game, he can say to the media, well, you know, we had a communication problem. In basketball, they don't have that problem. Because they have a head coach. They have an H-E-A-D in front of coach. What we have in the NFL and why losses happen over the weekend is because we have coaches in charge, not head coaches.
1: Those are your thoughts right now. Let's go back to your thoughts yesterday in real time M. Lombardi NFL. Here's what Mike had to say. Arians should have gone over to Bulls after the score to tell him to make sure he had his four or five calls ready for the last drive, and everyone on defense knew them. It's not complicated if you think ahead instead of react.
2: There it is. So for, for me, everybody wants to talk about game management. In fact, you know, everybody says, well, they should hire somebody to do game management. Game management doesn't start on at the game. Game management starts On Wednesday, it starts in game planning. So if you know the ball is going to Tyreek Hill, if you know the ball is going to Cooper Cup, then your game management strategy centers around taking away the player he wants to throw the ball to. That's part of it. So you practice that situation. Typically teams do it on Friday. What we call got to have it plays. When they got to have it, this guy's getting the ball. He's going to throw the ball to that guy. You got to have it. I wrote about it, in, I wrote about it in, in Good Iron Genius. When the Ravens needed to make a play, they were going to throw it to Owen Daniels. We know it. We got the ball out. They didn't score a touchdown. They had to kick a field goal. We, we were able to win the game. So the point here is when you know where the ball's going, defend it. We didn't do that. We didn't do that in any game.
1: So much has been made about Todd Bowles getting a second chance as a head coach. How is that possible? He completely melted down. How does he need Bruce Arians to tell him
2: what's up? Well, because I think, to me, this is what my problem is. He's not, you know, if maybe if he were the head coach, he would have been able to organize. I mean, look, gotcha. Sean McDermott called two timeouts. He called two timeouts to help get his defense organized on the final drive, and there would really look like no organization. It looked like they were preventing a touchdown, not a field goal. hmm Yep. I mean, the, look to, the way they were playing so soft and so carelessly back, my question is, with all the conversation centered around Brady— If Brady leaves, do you think Bruce Arians is going to want to come back and coach Kyle Trask? Do you think he's going to have enough energy to want to rebuild this team again without Brady? No. Because I can tell you they won't win the South with with Kyle Trask or, or Blaine Gabbert. That's not going to happen.
1: This is, it was, that's a fact, we'll, let's hold off on the Chiefs game because, and we'll stick, stick with this one for a few more minutes, that being the Rams win in Tampa. I mean, they became the first team since 75, the Rams, to win a playoff game after losing four fumbles. I mean, this, this had everything. You had, I mean, four fumbles lost and you win a football game against Tom Brady. This is, that's wild.
2: Hey, I mean, look, let's just go over the second half drive chart. Okay, first of all, I have a real issue with once to me, once Cam Akers fumbled after the Brady interception, which was a disaster, once Cam Akers fumbled, that would have been the last you've ever seen of Cam Akers for that game. That was it for me. He would have been done, right? But no, you know, Collinsworth says, well, I love it when they give him a second chance. We're in life or death. This is playoffs. This is win or go home. There's no second chances here. Like, if you don't protect the football, you're not playing. Remember, as as I as his father's taught Dominic, ball security is job security, right? I asked him that question at a four-year-old. He tells me that back, ball security is job security, right? But here's their, here's their play chart, second half, punt, touchdown, pump, fumble. Now we get in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is magnificent. Punt, fumble, miss field goal, turnover. Punt, fumble, field goal. They had five first downs in the fourth quarter, Two of them came on the last drive of the game. They had four in the third quarter. They had nine in the first quarter.
1: That's why we always talk about, you know, you like to read a lot of biographies about the presidents as well, and the most important attribute for a president's temperament. That's the head coach as well. Like being able to be in that moment, you can call the plays you want, you can do, but you have the temperament has to be there to understand the big picture, and that's what you continue to stress. And also um, do the little things. Like you said, even if you expect Todd Bowles to understand the scenario there, you have to go up and reinforce it.
2: That's why you're called the head coach. That's why they're paying you six million, seven million, eight million dollars. You're running a multi-billion-dollar industry. You're running a billion-dollar industry. You're in charge of this. I, I, I think to me, I said this on my podcast. I think it would be hilarious if, if basically, if I just did Al Davis's commentary over all four games and how bad the game management was. Because if he were watching that game yesterday, my phone would have been ringing and he would have been telling me everything about what was going on. And it would have drove him completely nuts. And he would have hated every minute of it because of the incompetence of that was going on by the head coaches on the field.
1: Do you think he would have used swear words?
2: A lot of them. There would have been not a hello, and there would have been not a goodbye. And everything in between would have been square words. Hello and is he the afterword. word, and really... goodbye
1: is hanging yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dominic, don't put it on speakerphone. We're going to keep you away from Mr. Yeah. Davis here, right? Okay, so that's the Rams-Bucks. We've got the numbers for championship weekend. We'll get to those next as well, but we have to delve into the Chiefs and the Bills. My goodness, Bills Mafia.
0: Listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay,
1: it's football and BetMGM. They go together perfectly, of course. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. If you're in Nevada here, bring your state-issued ID to any MGM casino on the Strip, and you can open an account within minutes. Visit BetMGM.com or simply download the app. 21 years or older, please gamble responsibly. And if you do have a gambling problem, it's one 800 522 2 Forty-seven hundred. Okay, we got you back. A fired-up show here. I'm gonna. What we're gonna do before we get into the Chiefs and Buffalo? I can't even imagine what Buffalo Bill fans are feeling like. Is this Norwood wide right vibes? Is this three in a row? Like this is the just to lose the game in the fashion they did. But before you comment. I want to get the real time tweets from last night, and then we'll let you jump off, of course, uh, the loss by the Bills in Kansas City with 13 seconds. <laughs> just 13 ticks on the clock. Okay, let's throw them up. M. Lombardi, NFL. This was during the Bills Chiefs game. After this game, I'm going to be too exhausted to watch NCIS Hawaii. Who could? All right, a little brevity. Uh, excuse me, a little humor. And some think Hill is overrated. What a joke. The peace signs on the way to the end zone. Someone tell the Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. <laughs> Dude, we want more football. Of course, overtime. Buffalo makes them return the kick. We wouldn't be an OT. I don't get it. You start, you rip. Let's go.
2: Well, I mean, Pro Football Focus had Matt LaFleur is the best coach in football and they have him and they have Tyreek Hill overrated. You know, now we have a bunch of Pro Football Focus guys that appear on the shows. Uh, you know, somebody sent me a tweet from somebody that said they would never pay attention to me in anything, which I appreciate because I don't pay attention to anything you say when you have Tyree Kill as your 10th best as, as an overrated receiver. He wasn't even in the top 10. I've been saying it all year. Tyree Kill is the most dynamic receiver in football. Patrick, I've never seen a guy in my entire career, and I'm writing a book on the Hall of Fame, and right now I'm working on receivers. And it's probably one of the few positions in the Hall of Fame that have guys in there that don't belong and I'm not going to name him on the air, but there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that aren't in the Hall of Fame that belong, and there's a lot of guys that are in the Hall of Fame at receiver that don't belong. But that's a whole other, a whole other story. This kid's a Hall of Fame receiver. I'm just going to say it right here. He does mm-hmm. things that you can't teach. And when I watch him catch the ball and immediately pirouette and square his shoulders to the defender, I'm amazed. I am truly amazed. He is, the, he is what makes their offense tick. And for him to go and into the game and Buffalo not double him, Buffalo try to play man-to-man with them and think that they can cover them, because I have never seen a player who has football skills like he does with track time, with elite track time, run as fast as – and he outruns the angles. I mean, Patrick, he outruns the – there's no angle that you can get on him. He, got, he had a four-yard loss on a reverse – that literally anybody else would have been a 20-yard loss. Yes. Anybody else that would have been a 20-yard loss. He is a Hall of Fame receiver. And the people that are grading this, that are feeding misinformation into people's heads about who's a good player and who's not, who've never scouted before in their life, who've never run a draft before in their life, who don't even know the qualities or been taught anything about scouting, say he's overrated. It's, it's, it's so comical to me that we're giving this bad information out. It really is. And for me, you know, he's the difference in the game. And when he did those things, you know, when he was making those plays, that, that was my first reaction. Like, you think this guy's overrated? Are you kidding me? First of all, you think Matt LaFleur is the best coach in the NFL. You really need to go see the eye doctor. You, you really need to go to the eye doctor. You need Pearl Vision Center. Come over. They'll do an in-house check right there, right now. But that's a whole other game we can get to.
1: All right, hold on. Let so, me set the 25 points scored, final two minutes. That's the most since the Super Bowl era. And here's what you're talking about. So remember, Gabe Davis, four touchdowns, 27-yard touchdown pass from Allen with a minute 54 to go, Michael, 29-26. Then Tyreek Hill caught a 64-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to take the lead 33-29 with 102 left. And what you're talking about, those weren't linemen he was running by making it look like they were standing still. The defensive backs had angles. And he was pulling away. Now, he probably should have got a taunting call for the, 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 for the peace sign. Shut up. But that was, in real time watching that, it's one of the most impressive feats by an athlete I've ever seen was him making everybody look ridiculously slow.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, when they scored, when the Bills scored to go up and they punted it back with 154 to go in the game, everybody knew that was way too much time for Patrick Mahomes. And now we're at the point, I, I think this game was a lot like a boxing match. And, and each team had, well, one team had nine possessions. The other team had 11. The Chiefs had 11. But I think what this was a boxing match where it, both teams wanted to pace the game. And then once they realized they needed to score, they just started throwing wild punches, haymakers. And that's what we saw in the, in the last two minutes of the game. We saw the haymakers come out and everybody kind of took off the you know and just went after one another this in cut that he runs i mean they're trying to cover him they're playing two deep man under which on paper looks great but against Tyreek Hill it, it doesn't work it just doesn't work and he outruns it now in Kansas City they left too much time on the clock they get the ball back with 102 to go and it only takes them six plays to score a touchdown and then 13 seconds remain and that, to me, is just criminal what happened.
1: Let me just give you just, just, just to refocus exactly what was happening there. So the Gabe Davis 27-yard touchdown pass with a minute 54 to go. The Bills jump up. The aforementioned Tyreek Hill 64-yard touchdown pass. The Chiefs go back on top with a minute 2 to play. Gabe Davis 19-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen. The Bills lead 36-33 with 13 seconds to play. And then you get the 49-yarder from Butker. Travis Kelsey overtime 8-yard pass from Mahomes. And as far as perspective, maybe the greatest performance between two opposing quarterbacks we've seen, it's hard to top. I mean, everything that Mahomes and Allen were doing was absolutely
2: remarkable. It really was. Although I do think I've never seen in a a game that's supposed to be so contested and so important, I've never seen so many wide open receivers. You know, and I thought John Hussey did a really good job of staying the hell out of the way. There was only four penalties called in the entire game. I'm sure that we could all complain there was holding calls and all that. But by the time we got to the final two minutes of the game, everybody was exhausted. And the game, and then all of a sudden it just became. And these receivers, I mean, the first touchdown pass to take the lead after they converted the fourth and eleven, I mean, he's wide open in the end zone between two defenders. Like, what, what what were they running on Kansas City's defense? Like, there was, you just, it was just, everybody got exhausted. And once the ball, once it went to overtime, I knew it and you knew it and everybody at home knew it. And Jim Nance said, and Jim Nance said, well, they could play. And I, I tweeted out, they're not playing for a field goal, Jim. That no team, whoever won that toss, was going to win the game on the next drive. They were going to go for it on fourth down no matter what. Are you okay with that? I, I, I would have been completely okay with it because I felt like it was the time to take advantage of a very exhausted defense. And Kansas City did. No meaning in particular. Kansas. Are you
1: okay? Overview, macro view of the overtime
2: rules. I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Look, when you have the lead, when you have a, th- all you have to do is defend the game for 13 seconds, and you can't do that. You don't deserve to win.
1: They were tired. I was tired.
2: Jeezy was tired. No, that's why I was. I was worried about uh, NC- N- NCIS, my, uh, Hawaii. Who was t- I was too tired to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I bet it had a hell of a rating. You know, I bet it had a hell of a rating because I bet it was on people's TV and they didn't want to. They were so exhausted that they didn't change the channel. Hey,
1: a football can launch a, a series. Remember after the Steelers Seahawks Super Bowl, there was the McDreamy show. Remember the hospital show? I can't remember what it's called yeah. now, but it got up. Uh, I mean, it launched it into a stratosphere. It was their debut. I can't remember what it's called now. Come on, Kevin or somebody. Um, you, you know, Matt Santos knows it. Gray's Anatomy. It launched it. Yeah. I wonder if it'll do the same for NCISY. Anyway, the it. Did you, while you're watching the game real time, did you feel like, man, we're watching something pretty special or were you just blown away by the mistakes being made?
2: I was blown away by the mistakes. I, I, I you know, I, I, I was blown away by how bad the defenses became and how exhausted they became. I, I thought both quarterbacks played sensational. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Josh Allen had, I mean, there, there was nobody covering the receivers. I mean, the touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis. I mean, he how was open that by possible? five yards. May I ask you how the guy fell down? They're playing, yeah, they playing, he, Bra- he twisted you know, up. he slipped you know, and the, the one they're playing cover two, he went right down. The, nobody squeezed it. And then there was no pass rush. So it really became a seven on seven game. It was like, it was really easy. There was no effect of the pass rush or anything. So I, as good as the game, as entertaining as the game went, I don't think the quality of play was as high. And look, I think the quarterbacks were sensational and their numbers were remarkable, but they were the beneficiaries of, of everybody being exhausted. I mean, everybody being exhausted. Last Friday, I mean, you know, Mahomes threw it forty-four times. Last I mean, Friday, think Michael. Think about how yeah, many games is. do you go to? How many games do you go to where the leading rusher and the leading uh, and uh, is both quarterbacks? Mahomes had seven carries for sixty-nine, 69. yards. Allen had eleven for sixty-eight. <laughs> Allen, I mean, we're it, headed it, to the single wing, bro. We're headed to the single wing.
1: Hey, his quote after the game. It is what it is. Yes, Josh, it is what it is. That I, is.
2: My question to you is I didn't see it, but did Kansas city put Tyree Hill back on the kickoff return? Or did that, they that Pringle is the question
1: there? I need the answer to because I'm a friend texted me I this morning that, that he was back. I texted him. I said, I looked it up. I can't find corroboration either way. I wasn't looking to be fair. So that's on me. I thought it was Pringle. I thought it was Pringle. I, it's, I thought it was Pr- literally just texted him Pringle. You tell me anyway, it was fun. It was, the weekend was great. Hey, we said on Friday, all four dogs can win outright on the field. Yep. We were just an overtime away from that happening. That is Not what, no a, doubt. what a hell of a weekend. Let's set up championship weekend with Thomas Gable next here at Lombardi. Line.
0: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v
2: featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Once again, here's
1: Patrick Mahler. Basketball and football combine them. Visa has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides Visa Plus access to everything we do from now through April 5th for $69. So you get everything. You get the Big Game Betting Guide. That's the big game coming up after championship weekend. Uh, College Hoops Betting Guide, which is key. Remember, March Madness right around the corner. Daily Best Bets, 24-7 video access Betting splits breakdowns every single game. VCN.com slash big deal. It's vCin.com slash big deal. Trying to think. What time did that end last night for you? Was it late? Because it's we're three hours behind. No. It, it, so it was it everything started worked at 11, out for, It
2: started at six thirty. I think it started at six. So we were over by I think like 10. No, it was by ten. It was over. Yeah, and was you know to overtime. So it wasn't too bad. I mean, this weekend, what we got three and six thirty. I think it started at six thirty, so it was good. I mean, look, the first part of that game. Uh, they were both teams were trying to slow the pace down. I mean, you know, I, one of my best plays of the weekend was the over in that in this game, and I, and I really thought the way the pace was going, especially when the Bills got the ball back with eight minutes to go in the game, and they really were milking it. They wanted to score at that point with little time on the clock. Let's and then all of a sudden it just it just when they got the two point play, when the Bills got the two point play, the over clicked in, especially if you got it at fifty three and a half. But to me uh, that's when all of a sudden the gloves came off and it just became a brawl room ball.
1: A it was ball. a, it was a dog there in Tampa. And then the favorite covered in Kansas city, let's go out to Atlantic city and say hi to Thomas Gable who runs the race and sports book. My, I believe how to go. First off, thank you for joining and hope you're doing well. How, when the dust settled yesterday for you there at the Borgata did it turn out Thomas.
4: Uh, good morning to you, Patrick. Good, good you. afternoon, Michael. Uh, yeah, listen. If anybody ever questions why the NFL is the most heavily bet sport in the country, <laughs> uh, Exhibit A is this past weekend. Um, what a what a weekend um, with uh, the drama and excitement going on with all these games. All eight teams, uh, tremendous uh, tremendous jobs, and the two games yesterday. Um, really, I mean, if you were sitting at home watching on your couch. That would have been exciting, but being in the middle of a sports book where you have action pretty evenly split on both sides i mean the the l a game and Tampa uh, and then the Buffalo and Kansas City game, you have the, uh, a full packed sports book, half of the crowd rooting for one team, half of the crowd rooting for the other in exciting games like that it, it was uh, just a tremendous uh, atmosphere to be a part of and, and uh, very, very entertaining but Uh, Overall, how we came out uh, for the weekend was was very good. Yesterday was a mixed bag. Uh, We we definitely won uh, some money there on the the sides and a little bit on the total. But uh, where these games were set at, where the lines closed, so Buccaneers closed as three-point favorites, Kansas City closed as two-and-a-half-point favorites, and where the final scores ended up lent itself very well if you were – betting teasers and you know we got dinged up with the teasers we got dinged up in parlays yesterday as well uh but uh i mean that's going to happen when uh, the scores fell with the way the way that they did
1: so and you know i was mad at thomas michael because he gave me a loser in college hoops i guess i i guess i, I guess I, I guess it makes up that he, he won like 10 straight for me so there's no no yeah. no issues yeah. there now it, so it it was, and Michael was saying that it was the buzz was building like crazy at the Borgata. Was it one of the crazier crowds you've had since running that book?
4: Oh yeah, it was. It was really, it was really great to see because again, with the action here on both games were, were was pretty split. Uh, um, you know, we, we had decent action on both sides for both games, uh, and <clears throat> certainly the the Tampa backers were were pretty quiet up until uh, the fourth quarter there, and. You could just see the looks on some of the Rams, and believe me, there were people out, you know, in Rams jerseys yesterday. You could see the look on their face when it was like, is Brady going to pull this off again? Is he going to do this again? Um, But, you know, just seeing the elation from them. And then uh, the same thing with the the Chiefs and Bills game, back and forth, back and forth. So it it was uh, – it's such a fun atmosphere to be a part of when uh, when it's like that, and you have this tremendous back and forth between the crowd as well. Yeah.
2: You know, we got so lucky, too, because we, got a, we really got a conference championship game in the divisional round. Just by the way the seating mm-hmm. was, it really benefited. I mean, that game, you know, I wish it would have been for the go to the Super Bowl. I'm sure the Chiefs are extremely exhausted. I'm sure Andy Reid's going to give them two days. I mean, it's like when we played – when I was with the Patriots and we beat Baltimore after coming back fourteen 0 nothing and then twenty eight to fourteen, you're just exhausted when that game's over, right? But we played that on a Saturday, so we had an extra day. I mean the Chiefs played the latest game of all. They're gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to get off the mat and kind of get back going, but that adrenaline that they felt after that win can carry you a long way.
4: Yeah, definitely. And and I will say this for the Chiefs. I mean, if anybody questions, you know, we we've talked a lot in the past about how players are w- worth something to the number and it's always the quarterback but it, it, i've also made the point that that tyree kill and kelsey both on the chiefs there are worth uh something to the number and you know you saw why yesterday with tyree kill why he is worth uh, in my estimation two points of the number um you know he he is that good
2: do you agree that tyree kill is good michael you know, I, I mean, it's just to me, I, I marvel Sorry. at him. I really do. I'm sure. You know, I, what I marvel at is that, that you know, I've been around guys who were track guys. And when I was at the 49ers, we had Ronaldo Nehemiah, a world-class track uh, star. And there's always that conversation of how a track player could be. Willie Galt. A track star could be Willie Galt, right? And, you know, but this Hill kid's different. I mean, Willie Gault. These guys were outside receivers that could dominate the game, you know, much like Stanley Morgan could for the New England Patriots. But this Hill kid can play in the slot, and remember, he was a running back at Oklahoma he's an State, great. and it was a good running back. He's an all-time great, you know. Great. And so, and the only reason he's a six rounder is the off the field issues. with the Chiefs took a took a, a very bold and bold stand that most people would most teams wouldn't do and yet they did, and this player, as Thomas said, does affect the number. There's no doubt.
1: You attribute a lot to him when he's playing. Uh, Thomas, uh, pardon me if I missed this. Course correction on the totals. Did you have under liability on both games as both cashed to the over yesterday?
4: Uh, Not so much. I mean, even the totals were pretty uh, evenly split here, Um, so we we had a decent two-way action on on both the, the totals and the sides.
1: Okay, set us up. Championship weekend. We'll start with Cincinnati KC opener. Walk us through the thought process here and where you're sitting.
4: Yeah. So we opened the Chiefs uh, laying seven, and it's up to seven and a half right now. And the oh, wow. the total has already uh, increased to fifty four and a half. We we opened at fifty three and a half. That's already up a full point. Uh, so we're seeing already. I think there's going to probably be you know some some recency bias here with with people laying the the money with the chiefs um you know after that tremendous effort last night and uh you know i wouldn't be surprised if we we see this uh go maybe even a little bit higher i mean Seven-and-a-half is where we're sitting now, but uh, I think as the week goes on and depending how much uh, Chiefs money comes in, it could go potentially a little bit higher.
1: May I just point out, Michael, the Uh, difference is Circa is 105 on the seven, so they're closer to six-and-a-half at this point than seven-and-a-half. It's it's good to see regionally, Michael and Thomas, kind of how these numbers differ.
2: Yeah, no doubt, and and I do, but I kind of agree with Thomas. I, I think, you know, when you go back and watch the last game, when the game was played in Cincinnati, the, the Chiefs were a four-point favorite in that game. And now, because of the adjustment of home field, seven makes the right number. But I think there's going to be more people want to say, because I think when you really study Cincinnati, you know they're fortunate. I mean, McPherson's been great. There's no doubt they make these long field goals. But sacks seven times and, and nine times, and you know, can they do the same thing they did the first time against the Chiefs? I find that hard to believe.
1: Okay, same question for San Francisco and Los Angeles uh, at the site of the Super Bowl. Thomas, what do you got? Right.
4: Yeah. So Rams. You know, I guess for them, they're hoping to play two uh, two more home games here. Uh, Rams currently three and a half point favorites in this. Uh, total has dropped. Uh, we opened at forty-seven and a half. It's now down to forty-six and a half. And I'm not surprised that the total has come down a little bit here. Um, I don't know the 40 ers Listen, they just they couldn't seem to score. Uh, I'm, they were fortunate to score there against Green Bay. Um, so I'm not sure it, unless they can really their defense, which has been very very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, unless they can really hold the Rams down, I don't know if they can keep up offensively.
2: Yeah, I mean they're not going to grant, gain the easy advantage in the kicking game like they did against Green Bay. I can say that.
1: So it was a good. Right. week. It was a good. it just got about forty seconds here. So overall, just a busy, busy weekend, but a pretty good weekend for you there at the book, Thomas.
4: Yeah, I can't complain. It was it was a it was a good weekend overall, but uh, a lot of tired uh, faces today.
1: Beach house Gable. <laughs> Beach house, good job buddy. It's uh Thomas Gable, direct, director of the racing sports book there at the Borgata, Atlantic Thanks, City. TG. The best spot, the best spot on the coast. Thank you TG. Thanks guys. All right, there he goes. So we'll come back and discuss these numbers. So he's up to seven and a half. DraftKings, circa, they're sitting seven. I got a couple of offshore books, seven and a half as well with Cincinnati, Kansas City, then San Francisco at the Rams. Mostly everybody painted three, three and a half, excuse me, three and a half here. We come back. It is the Lombardi line presented by
3: BetMGM.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
1: (laughs) All right, so you can bet on more than the final score with one-game parlay at BetMGM. One-game parlay, exciting feature for new bettors. Be careful with the parlays. If you're going to get involved, go over to BetMGM. uh, Designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best... Parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to a thousand dollars with that bonus code Vison All right. Also, M Life rewards when you bet. Again, if you like betting parlays, careful now. Just get over to BetMGM and do it. Twenty-one years or older. One eight hundred Gambler. If you do have an issue, a quick shout out, Michael. The Bear, Chris Felica, ESPN listening right now. He's a great guy. The reason I love Felica so much is he is a huge horse player and a very sharp yeah. horse player. And it reminded me as we were texting about the horse that you and your buddies got the
2: beer money together on. magical self. Yeah. Her, magic, her magical self. Her magical self
1: running. didn't turn out to be so magical. But uh, Felica, shout And I said, we got we to get Chris on the I, show.
2: I, we should. I don't know why we don't have him on. I mean, I'm sure. I, I bet he and Parcells would make an awesome team sitting next to each other at the racetrack <laughs> <laughs> stories. I'd like to be part of that conversation, uh,
1: huh? The shout to the bear. Okay. And shout to Will Hill, who joins us now. New York City cast is available. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Uh, he joins us with a recap. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed it. Probably had a million in-game bets going yesterday with those two matchups. What were your, let's start with your takeaways. We'll start with the Rams beating the Bucks there down at Raymond
5: James. Yeah, I had quite a few bets. First of all, Felica, who's the best. I mean, he's got 9 million shows. Do we need him cutting into my time now? I mean, I got to text him. He gets uh-huh. enough airtime. Uh-huh. My goodness. Um, yeah, Brady got brady I mean, that's that's really what it was. He really didn't get the calls. I, I thought they got a tough whistle. You know, he got hit. I thought a pie should have been a personal foul. He argues it, it ends up with a personal foul the other way. How hockey? got a playoff game? I have no idea. And then look, how many times have we seen Brady, you know, sitting on the sidelines as his kicker kicks with t- as time expires to win the game? The other yesterday, it's the other way around where, uh, you know, his defense can't get off the field, can't get a stop. And uh, it's the other kicker eliminating Brady. Brady gets eliminated on the final play. And I do give McVeigh a little bit of credit. A lot of coaches after Stafford took that sack would have said, you know what? This game is going the other direction. A million miles per hour. Let's just reset and overtime. I'm out of timeouts. Let's just go to overtime. He threw the ball. He he played it aggressive and they won the game. Just uh, a crazy game.
2: I want to ask you a question, honestly, because he didn't text me during this. So I I, I don't know what you were doing, probably the, the bet cast. So when it was 27 to three with 302 to go in the game, facing fourth and 11, when yeah. when Arians sent out his field goal team to kick the 31 yarder. Yeah, I, I have no doubt you were a completely 1000 percent that kick. Am I right?
5: I didn't like it. You know what it was? It was so irrelevant at the time because the game was over. It was like, who cares? The game's over What? no matter what he does. I, I probably would have gone for it. I could understand you're down 24. It's really not a three possession game because the idea that you're going to get all three two-point conversions is really a stretch. That's really hard. So I guess you make it a three-score game, a true three-score game. Uh, it really wasn't at the top of my mind. I, I would have gone for it, but it wasn't at the top of my mind just because that game was such an afterthought at that point. I mean, you're thinking you, you can't block the Rams. It's 27-3. Yeah. This game was over a million different times. Uh,
2: well, that's because we had to give Cam Akers uh, more chances Oof. because, you know, it's, it's good. You know, you've got to give the ball back to your guy. To me, I, the one thing I will say, and I, and I agree, look, I think the two factors played fold here. It's 4th and 11, and Bruce, you couldn't block him, so you probably weren't going to make the 4th and 11. And the three points actually helped him at the end of the day because the yep. next play, they get the turnover, and it's 27-13, and that kind of sprung them along. I mean, everything had to go right. You're completely right. But to me, the converting 4th and 11 at that point, based on the way the Bucks were playing, I think it would have been way too hard.
1: But to blitz Stafford, that's like baby from a candy for a vet like yeah. Stafford. He diagnoses that in two seconds. Why is he blitzing him there, Michael?
2: You know, I, I don't know. I mean, we, they said it all through the broadcast that he's the best guy against the pressure, and we know this. And, you've, you know, the thing that we said on Sunday before the game was how well the Rams blocked the Bucks in the first game. And I didn't think it would translate in the second because they're playing at home. But you got to give Note Bloom credit over there at left tackle. He did a hell of a job. He did one hell of a job. They blocked well. The Rams offensive line did. And Stafford was clean through the game. I mean, if it was he didn't throw the, the interceptions, the fumbles, the inability to hang on to the ball killed him.
1: Yeah. And then the late-night game, William Hill, what would you think? <sighs>
5: Uh, I've been through a few of these as a Vikings fan. It's just, it's tough for the bills to go from what 13 seconds left. You throw that touchdown, the high of feeling you're going to go to the AFC championship game, host the AFC championship game, probably go to a super bowl, probably win it. You're going to be the favorite to being eliminated. You know, the game gets tied a few seconds later and then you get eliminated. That's just one. You're never going to get over. Uh, If you're a a bills fan, a bills, a bills player, that's going to stick with you forever. Now, again, it's a football game. You keep it in perspective, but that's just one. You're going to see highlights of this game 30 years from now. It's still going to hurt. Uh, like I said, I've been through it with the Vikings. I've been through it. look in high school, my senior year, we lost the state championship game. We gave up two runs in the final inning. And I see my friends at a wedding. We still talk about it. losses. You just never get over. And this is one. If you're the bills, you never get over. You can kill the coaches all you want for the last 13 seconds. You can't kill them enough because not squibbing it, not just how, how do you not mug the receivers there? I mean, look, throw a five yard flag. Big deal. You get the time off the clock. How you don't mug the receivers there. It's just, it's malpractice. To be, you know, defending the boundary, to be defending 50 yards back, they're not trying to get a touchdown there. They're trying to get the ball the midfield, a little across, and give Butker a chance. Just uh, a terrible job of coaching, terrible awareness in terms of situational football and uh, a, a game the Bills will never, ever get over. And you can say, look, they'll be back. They're young. You never know with this stuff. You never know. The OKC Thunder in 2012, you know, with Harden, Durant, Westbrook, they were going to be back. Never got back. You know, the 2015 Mets, a lot of these teams, Think of the Ravens in 2019. Lamar's a young quarterback. They're 14-2. and two. They lose a playoff game. Uh, they'll be back a million times. Well, it's a few years later now, and, and they're not back, and the AFC's really good. Uh, other teams emerge. You have injuries. Uh, it's hard to get back, and that's just a devastating, devastating loss, obviously, for the Bills.
2: What makes it even worse, Will, is that McDermott was calling timeouts to make sure they were doing what he yeah. wanted them to do. There was – you know, they, the, he was trying to communicate – and if that's the plan, then obviously the plan's wrong.
1: So, and I'm seeing here, Will, you texted, you do have a futures matchup as far as Super Bowl. Super Bowl futures market right now. The Chiefs are 120. Rams are 2-1. 49ers 4.5-1. The Bengals, no surprise, 8-1. to one, Your fourth betting favorite. But you have a matchup left here.
5: Yeah, I have uh, San Francisco, Cincinnati. I gave it out on the podcast, 125 to one. Then I also gave out the other one was San Francisco, Buffalo at 60 to one, which uh, obviously died a hard death. And I had a little more on San Francisco, Buffalo. So I would have been in good shape next week. I'll be figuring out how to hedge it. It's tough because the chiefs are the first game and they're, you know, seven and a half point favorites. So I don't know if I'll let it ride or get cute here with the money lines or a teaser or something. I'll figure it out. But Uh, It's still alive. I don't know if if you buy into the fact that it's a letdown spot for the Chiefs. It's the AFC title game. I don't know if you can call it a letdown spot, but maybe they come out a little flat next week and the Bengals have a a chance. It's hard to see that offensive line holding up in Arrowhead. Uh, You would figure the Chiefs are, are marching on here.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, like I said, I, we we had the same kind of not as dramatic. It was a hell of a game, uh, Baltimore and New England and 14. Brady throws a touchdown pass. Uh, Brandon LaFell. We get the interception in the end zone by Damian Heard. Uh, but I mean, to me, you're you playing for a championship now. This is this is now by Wednesday. You got to regain regain your focus and concentration. And the way this Chief offense has kind of found themselves lately particularly from Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, it's going to be a challenge for the Bengals. There's no doubt.
1: Had you projected these uh, championship numbers, the seven and three and a half. So Kansas city seven hosting Cincy, the Rams three and a half hosting San Francisco. Is that right about what you had?
5: Yeah, it's about right. Uh, I thought that the Rams is a little high. I thought open at four, even four and a half. That looked way too high to me. We know the 49ers have killed them in this matchup. Now, again, you got to check the injury report here. Trent Williams, Debo, Garoppolo still got the hand, the shoulder, so maybe they're not at full strength. Uh, I would think this closes at three. To me, that's too much if you're getting the hook with the 49ers. I think the 49ers, same story as last week. As long as they're healthy, they are very live in this game. Uh, Not much of a home field for LA. I think the Niners fans will buy a lot of tickets there. To me, the Niners got a great shot to win that game.
2: Okay. You know, the way they play defense, I agree. Well, you can't, they, they can run the ball. They play great defense. And that defensive front, to me, took over the game in Green Bay. I mean, they stopped the best quarterback in football with Russian four. They did. And they, took away, and they took away his best receiver. They doubled him and they made the ball go somewhere else. And you got to give credit to, you got to give credit to D'Amico D- D- Ryans. He did a great, great job.
1: Is so he going to get a job, D'Amico Ryans? He should.
2: I mean, th- that, that tape is a winner. I mean that tape is a winner, and he had his. And the, when their linebackers are healthy, you know, the, and Werner was healthy in 51. I mean, they're they're really fast, and they closed it down. And you know, other than the opening drive of the game, you know, Lewis fumbles. They were moving the ball a little bit there. You know that that they really had control of that game all the way through with their offense not doing very much. Yep and quickly it bothers said, me
5: how these coordinators please. can interview during, during before the games, you know, Todd Bowles I think there's and all a distraction there.
2: I think there's yeah. definitely a distraction. Well, there's no doubt I, some uh, another assistant coach in the league was texting me that yesterday said these distractions they're, they're problematic for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Cincinnati, Kansas City, by the way, the total open 53 and a half up to 54 and a half at a few shops and then San Francisco and Los Angeles a little lower 47 opener dipped to 46 and a half across the board. Will Hill It's the New York City cast, vston.com slash podcast. Enjoy it, buddy. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Will. I want to ask you, if you don't mind, Michael, we come back. I want to get into these numbers and then ask you about some of those head coaching openings as we continue along. Just recovering from this past divisional weekend. Still got championship weekend to go here. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.
0: Terms and conditions apply. When your celebration of life is prepaid in advance, it becomes a gift from you to your family later because no one should have to plan for a loss while they're experiencing one. Paying in advance protects your loved ones and gives you the peace of mind you deserve. Let us help you plan every detail with professionalism and compassion. We're your local Dignity Memorial provider. Find us at DignityMemorial.com.